Hey there, fellow entrepreneurs. If you're tired of complicated domain management, I've got the solution for you, Hover.com. Hover makes registering and managing domains a breeze. Their clean interface and hassle-free experience will save you time and frustration. No upsells, no hidden fees, just straightforward domain services. Plus, Hover offers top-notch customer support. Make your life easier. Head over to stigmasandopenwombs.com slash hover and simplify your domain journey with Hover. Welcome back to another episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm your host, Tracy. And I'm Eric. And in this episode, we are going to be tackling something pretty serious. We are going to be tackling the topic of cutting. So we're just going to really hop right into it. Basically, when I was younger, I had heard about cutting but I didn't really know that it was as serious as it actually can be. I just kind of thought like, well, what's the big deal? So somebody's cutting themselves. And I guess the reason that I felt this way was because I watched it on an episode of 7th Heaven. One of the girl's friends was cutting herself and she's like, Dad, she's cutting herself. And they really gave a very watered-down version. I give them credit for really trying to tackle something. But I didn't understand it at the time. So, fast forward a couple more years. And I started to actually be like, Oh, okay. This cutting thing, this can be serious. And now I don't know if it's because I was older and maybe at that point I'm watching the real world and there's actually somebody on there who cut themselves seriously like with a kitchen knife which thankfully I have not graduated to and hopefully will never graduate to but when I got older I actually did understand that this is a pretty serious issue and this is something that you don't really want to play around with and it's not just a a watered down whatever. So what if somebody cuts themselves type thing? So you, you kind of might be asking yourself, why'd you do it then? You know, kind of in the condescending voice that my first uh, psychologist gave me, like, why'd you do it? Right? And I, I, I can be really honest with this. This is one of the things that has always been one of the biggest struggles for me to understand. And I do understand that it's some sort of stress relief thing that people do. And it, I don't know. I just, I, this is the one thing that I don't think I can ever fully understand. Right. And, and I guess a huge part of that is probably just because I've never been to that level of stressed anxiety whatever Mm -hmm. that has driven me to want to cut myself and I guess maybe it's one of those things that you just can't understand until you've been there right and and I hope you don't get there I hope god I hope I don't get there either yeah well and and 
I don't recommend it for anybody. And honestly, I don't recommend that anybody start it. And if you get to the point where you think that you're going to cut yourself, seek somebody out or seek out some other form. Because once you start, it is really, really, really hard to stop. And I don't know if I can say that I have fully stopped. Uh, There are times that I think I've stopped and I haven't. So again, I don't, I would never recommend starting. I mean, obviously you're freaking cutting yourself. So don't, just don't do it. But obviously I'm not going to judge somebody who does it because I did it myself. Technically, I would say probably still do it myself. So I guess kind of getting into the nitty gritty, what is it? Why did I do it? Why do I maybe still do it? I guess what it is, is you have such built up emotion, built up pressure, I guess you can say, and you're just looking for a release. So when I do it, I have all of this built up emotional pressure and I'm looking for some way to release it. So the only way that I can actually look for some kind of a release is by a physical release. So you cut yourself because you get a little bit of a physical release. You get pressure. And you think, okay, well, that's just stupid because it's temporary. And yeah, it, it you really, when you really break it down like this. But it is a release. I mean. Exactly. At that moment, I think, man, that felt really great because at that moment, you are getting that release. It's like, okay, that took the pressure off of me. And that is exactly what I needed. I'm, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Would you say that... Are there other things that can be done that you would say that to replace the release of cutting yourself? Like, I envision... I'm, sure. I'm envisioning, if I understand this correctly, if you punch a wall, would that have the same effect? Or Probably. But if you punch a wall, you're going to do damage to probably your fist and the wall as well. But if you have a punching bag... Yeah. Do okay. that. Okay, let's be smart about it, people. Let's get a punching <laughs> bag. Don't punch holes in you walls. You know, um, go to the gym. I I do know if I'm too anxious, I can't always work out because I can't concentrate on it. And then my brain starts to go, well, gee, you're not doing it right. You're, you know, you're never going to get thin. You're, you know, so then I start to spiral. And I know, I know when and when I can't work out to release that anxiety or that depression but i would say it's really hard like if you're doing like a hard complex kind of exercise that might be an issue but but if you just have a treadmill go run on the treadmill you can't really i mean you might not do it as well as you would normally do it but it's not like you can really screw it up and and that should give you the same type of release and heck, you're burning a couple calories too right. when you're while you're at it. Maybe not as many as you would be if you were in the right state to do it, right. but but it's fixing two problems at once. 
So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, and that that's what I would recommend first. Definitely start with that, and had I not developed this bad habit, it would be a lot easier for me to do that. Mm-hmm. And there, there is one other time that I do sometimes go to to cut myself is if I'm in an incredibly blue state. I don't do it very, very often or did whatever, but it kind of goes to the lines of the Nine Inch Nail song, Hurt. It just basically says, I hurt myself today. What is it to know that I still feel or something like that? To see if I still feel. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. See, I knew that you would know the lyrics. And I've played that song before when when I'm really feeling that. And sometimes it's just like I will do that just because I'm like, I just want to feel something. I want to know that I have blood in me. And it, it's just, like I said, it, it's, it's not something I should have started. I don't even know how I started it, like when I started it. I think if I were to guess, it would be actually not too long before I met you. So like right in college, probably senior year of college, I was going through a real lot of stuff. Um, My grandma passed away and I was dealing with that. And I just remember that being a really, really dark period of time for me. And I was taking it out on my art, which is another way, by the way, you guys take it out on art if you can. Even if you're not an artist, take it out on art. Because man, I have one piece of artwork. It's weird. I have a couple pieces of artwork that are weird, but take it out on some artwork instead. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to turn out to be a good piece of artwork. No. It just it, as long as it relieves your stress or yeah. helps you in some way, that's all that matters. Yeah, and who and knows? Can, maybe somebody will pick it up twenty years later and be like, "Man, this is just brilliant." Yeah, you know, because it has happened. It's so. it, well, and you can put it up in your your home too, and 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 it can be a conversation starter actually. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking that's when I started it. And I think I just somehow was just like, I don't know, maybe this will help. And I just saw a little craft blade that I had. And, and, and I, don't, I don't do anything deep when I cut myself. My mom always said they just look like little cat scratches. Just curious. So, yeah. so as you've explained, it's kind of a release or a stress reliever yeah. type thing. Would you, okay. So when you got to that point where you decided to take that step, yeah. why was the, the thought to cut yourself? Do you think it's because of the stigma with people killing themselves by cutting themselves? Or wh- what possessed, of all the I things don't... you could do to relieve a stress, what, was, what makes people cut themselves? I can't even remember back that far. I know... So I always do it either, well, I started out on my wrist and then I kind of started going up my arm, but I, I always make sure that I do it on a spot that is not too close to anywhere, any like major veins, arteries, whatever. And I, I make like, I know which way to cut because I know that there's the suicide way is one way. The, I guess you could say 
the way that people think to do it for attention is this way and the suicide way is the other way. But I didn't, I didn't ever do it for attention. I literally just did it because I was trying to get a release and I would generally always, you know, pull down my sleeves so that people didn't ask me about it because I didn't know what I would tell them. What do you say to that? Yeah, I did this to myself and then then it's more questions than they judge you and I, I yeah I I can't even remember back to what it was that made me do that but I think all it was was I there must have just been a blade there or I just was like I just need to release this and then I was like if I hurt physically I won't hurt mentally yeah it's just really interesting to, to me because that doesn't seem logical. I it's a big thing that a lot of people do and it doesn't seem like it would be the default thing to do. Can you remember back was would you have said there was maybe a progression where you did this for a while and then that stopped working so then you did mm-hmm. this for a while? No. And then it finally just became so much that you didn't know what else to do. So I honestly don't. I mean, no, I don't because I don't think because the only painting that I can really remember was after I started cutting. And I mean, I did some weird artwork, but that was all during the same time. So no, I don't remember any kind of progression and it's it's so far back. It's like fifteen, at least fifteen years now, mm-hmm. that that I can't even remember why I started, which is a bummer because I really, really wish for this this podcast that I could say, hey, this is a definitive reason why I started, and I and and I can't remember how I even told my parents about it I don't know if I actually came out and said mom this is what I do or if it was when she came to the doctor with me I'm gonna actually have to talk with her she's actually gonna be on next week so I'm excited but but she was pretty good with it I think but you have to be very careful who you tell because I know some people like I, I think think your mom was really freaked out because I was I was just like very open about it and then I was like oh this isn't something we talk about we don't talk about that I'm different yeah <laughs> do you remember when I told you um, like how you reacted or anything I don't know that you told me I think I probably saw it well and then you yeah, told and me then I- and I mean, do I remember how I reacted? I, I don't remember specifically the time, but I can tell you that I, because of that was the one spot that really hit me. Like, like don't do that. You know, like, yeah. like I can handle just about anything, but don't do that because right. I just don't understand that at all. And, and I think I've come around to it a little bit. Like I, You've been able to make me open my eyes to see why people might do that. Because now I realize that, I mean, I think the stigma of this is that 
people do this on a regular basis to make it look like they're trying to kill themselves. And and that's not true. Right. That's just not factual at all. That the, the people are not doing this because in their right. you know, you can I mean, I'm not going to say nobody on earth has ever not done this not for attention because there probably are people out there that do it for some reason for intention. Right. But I think for the majority of people, it is. It's some sort of release. Mm-hmm. They're they're escaping from something. It's just something they do. You know, it's the same as when a person is nervous and they tap their finger on a table or something like that. It's a right. very similar thing to that. So, and I've tried to come around to accepting that, but that's still just something that I yeah. struggle a lot with. Well, and, and I, you know, and I've tried... A big part of the reason why I've done better at not cutting myself is because of you. You know, I've been like, okay, you know, it's been a month. It's been two months. It's been like, I can't remember the last time that I did cut myself now because I do try to do well because of you. But I do know that I have my slip ups. And two weeks ago, I believe it was. I was just having some really rough times and I know that I I checked to see if I had a a blade because I was like, Ooh, it's really ramping up. I think I might, I I really want to cut myself. And, and I didn't, I can show you if you need to see, but, but I, I, I didn't, I, I stayed strong, but I really was thinking like, yeah, I might need to in a day or two. It's just really getting there. Just because the pressure just kept kept building, it felt like. And I, I just... So even though I went for so long, where I literally cannot remember the last time I did it, I, I still have those times where I think, yeah, I, I need to, I want to. And it's, it's a constant struggle. It really is. But I think I'm just always going to have that. Have you, over the course of all this time where you've, like you've said that this has become a less and less thing that happens. Have, right. Do you have any sort of coping mechanisms you could tell people about that when I feel like this is getting to this position, now I do this and it seems to help me get out of that? That's a good question. I really just try to find my happy places. So like I have, I've really found some like some good books that I like. I found a really good author. I found, I found some just TV shows. Ironically, I, I've just immersed myself in the Great British Baking Show again recently because I find that to be just the most wholesome, happy show ever. So, so I think that's what I kind of did that week is I just put the, the great British baking show on because I mean, come on, who can be sad when they not smile when a bunch of silly British people are talking, they're so cute. Like I'm just going to pop it back in the oven real quick. And then they like cut to a, a little lamb going, I mean, how could you not be happy? So you have to find something that makes you happy and then just kind of like try to go to that and it's not always gonna work it really isn't 
But when you can, just try to find that. Or make sure somebody knows that you're doing this. And and have them keep you like responsible. Because that that that's really a big thing. Because I know that you would be disappointed in me if I did that. I also know that you would understand, but I would still be like, well, I messed up. Which, again, I, I know it's not a mess up. It's just a step back. Again, we all we all have step backs. And you're always going to have step backs. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. And so a couple years ago, five years ago, I was in the hospital for, um, I had a heart procedure done. And I remember I was looking at all the scars on my arm. And I was just thinking to myself, what a waste of time. Why did I do all of that? And I thought, things are going to be different when I get out of here. And then they are for a while. Like anything. I mean, exactly, exactly. Like anything, which, and and don't get me wrong, different things of my life, I I did make sure were, were better. But in terms of cutting myself, yeah, I went back to cutting myself. But I look at the scars on my my wrist and my arm. I, I look at them a little bit differently now. I don't look at them as what a waste of time. I look at them as more or less like lessons learned. Like, okay, so you know what? Some of those, that was that was the beginning of my journey. And and some of them up the arm, like, okay, well, that's when I was, I was learning a little bit more. And, and you know what? Now I'm a little bit wiser. I do it a little bit less. And, and hopefully I can continue to be less and less and less. And I can continue to learn. And each of those scars has its own little story to it. I not remember every story. I do remember a few stories behind some of them. But I, I, I don't regret those scars necessarily anymore. Part of me regrets ever starting that because if I hadn't started it, I wouldn't still be doing it sometimes. But it's a piece of me. It's something I have to accept and hopefully move past but we all have to accept what we have and learn to figure out what to do with it and i i think another really important thing is you had alluded to that disappointing me is something that probably drives you not to do this a lot and i think i think that's probably a very good tip for anybody out there that might be going through this is Get an accountability partner. You yeah. know, find somebody that understands this and isn't that can support you through this. Right. It's a very important to find the right person because if the person isn't going to be a positive effect on this, then right. like you said, you had a psychiatrist that looked at you and said, Why do you do that? That's stupid or whatever. Right. That that's not the right approach. And maybe that's the right approach for some people, but that wasn't the right approach for you. And, exactly. and 
So it, it's very important that you pick the right person to do this. But if you feel like you're headed down that way or you're already down that way and you want to re- reduce it, maybe reach out to somebody that you can trust that will understand this and, and just have them say, you know, I want to do regular checkups or something where yeah. you sit down and talk and that person says, you know, how, how many times has it happened and stuff like that. And just by them simply, you knowing that they're going to mm-hmm. ask you in a set period of time, how many times you've done this. Right. It might make you think twice about doing it. Exactly. You know, and, and pretty soon the times where you think twice about doing it, you'll just stop doing it. And or just over time, you're going to reduce the, how much you do it. Right. And exactly. And I should also, we should also clarify that when we say that I might disappoint Eric, the the disappointment isn't like, uh, him being mad at me or anything like that. It, it's more or less like, uh, oh, okay, well, you know what? We're going to start over again. And like, I just, I want him to be proud of me. And I know he's proud of how far I've come and everything, but I just, I just don't want to, I just don't want to let him down. I don't want him to, I just want to, I just want to make him proud, I guess, is, is really. And that's the exact person that you need to have is somebody that's not going to make you feel like crap about it, but is also somebody you don't want to let down. Yeah. And a spouse is a great person. A parent is a great person. Maybe a best friend. Yeah. Somebody that you really trust in that you know and I think the other big key to it is you know that mm-hmm. they're open-minded and they can understand this because there are some yeah. people that are, this is just going to be unacceptable. Like yeah. there is never a situation where anybody should ever do something like this to themselves. So, yeah. w- which on the flip side, I like to throw out just how contradictory that is because everybody goes around dumping alcohol down their throats yeah. and, and, which is essentially the same thing as cutting yourself, but right. But I mean, so but you need to find that right person that has that balance where they mm-hmm. can understand it, but yet they can also. It's going to be a person that you're going to be like, I don't want to have to tell this person that I did this, right? And which, on the flip side of that, it's also very important that you're really committed to it because. It's very easy for you to just say, oh, yeah, I haven't done it, you know, and then you're doing it every day. Well, that's not going to help you either. So, Right. So, you know, it can be somebody who, if they don't live with you, maybe they'll check in with you weekly, daily, however often, and say, oh, you didn't today? Oh, can can I see a picture? Or however however you want to do it. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever works best for you. And that's the best thing is what works best for me isn't going to be what works best for you necessarily. You have to find what works best for you. And that's that goes for what we talk about in this episode, last episode, next episode, every episode is that I might be giving some tips and Eric might be giving some tips, but you need to find your own genre of what works best for you because no person is built the same especially when it comes to mental illness and all of what we're talking about this is 
This is just no one size fits all. No, and yeah, it's it's completely, and that's what's so hard about th- these conditions, and yeah. that's why they're so hard to understand, because they're all in your head. Well, not that, that sounds bad, but <laughs> no, but, but, it, but it's all mental, and everybody's brain works in a different way. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks different. Everybody sees things different. So it is very different from person to person. Right. And that's why a lot of people don't understand it because, A, they can't wrap their head around something you might do because their brain doesn't work the way yours does. Right. They, like, they would never get to that point of, like, the thought of them ever cutting themselves. They just would never get there. Well, it's because they don't get that bad of anxiety there's plenty of people that exist in the world that have i mean a really bad day of anxiety is almost non-existent you know it's it's kind of like when people say well i get headaches but i don't get migraines i don't understand what your deal is with migraines Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of what we're talking about with the anxiety levels you know there's there are completely different levels of anxiety. And, you know, you might have the low low spectrum or you might have the high spectrum where you just cannot escape it. But you're not to the point of suicide. You're just to the point of, I need to escape this pressure. Mm-hmm. And that's where sometimes the cutting comes in. And you're kind of a different person, but not different enough to take it to that next really bad level. So that's kind of where the whole cutting comes in. And it's, it is, it's a really weird monster to wrap your head around, but it it, it just, sometimes it's hard for me to wrap my head around and explain it to somebody else because it's just one of those things where I'm like, I just need to do it right now because I have that pressure and I need to release it. And sometimes it just kind of doesn't make sense. But to me, it makes sense at that moment when I need to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's strange. And and like I said, at this moment, I I haven't done it for quite some time. Do I plan on doing it? Well, I hope you don't plan I, on doing yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I sure hope not. Like, am, am if I... I ever look at your calendar and there's days written in there that I'm <laughs> going to cut myself today, I'm going to probably... This is going to be a bad <laughs> day. I'm going to cut myself. Don't do no. that. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have it planned out. Do I expect to fall off the wagon and do it? Honestly... I probably will. I'm I'm just being completely honest with myself and with you, Eric. I might have a bad day. And I'm not saying I want that because I don't want it. I'm going to try to be as strong for you and for me. But to be quite honest, if I have a really bad day, I mean, let's be honest. Winter's coming up. And you and I both know winter is not great for me. So we're just going to have to wait and see how that goes. And and that's going to be something else we're going to talk about, guys. We'll talk about some seasons and what that does to to different people. But but that's for a future 
So, so do you have anything else that you want to talk about with this whole cutting ordeal? And I don't think so. This one's a tough one for me. Like I said, this isn't. Yeah, my, I I'm gonna openly admit this is my weak spot. So yeah, which which I I, I fully understand, and and honestly. This one seems like a short one for us today because I I don't even have a lot to contribute because, like I said, I don't recall how I started. Pretty sure I know when. But all I can tell you is my personal experience of why I do it. And honestly, I would love to to find out why some other people do it if if it's similar to mine or if it's just, if it's different. So if, if some of you all want to email us, our email is stigmas and open wounds, all one word at gmail.com. And we do have an Instagram. It's stigmas and open wounds. But after each word, except for the last, there is an underscore. But if you just search us, you can probably find it just fine so yeah i guess i guess that's it for us this week and next week i i alluded to it earlier we have a special guest we're gonna be talking to my mom we're gonna find out the learning curve that she went through and all that fun stuff so talk to you in two weeks and i guess for eric it's gonna be four weeks four weeks Yeah, because you're not going to be on next week, babe. Oh. So until next time, guys, I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. All right. We'll talk to you later.